Welcome back to a brand new episode of the podcast with me, Sam. And me, George. We release new episodes every Friday at 6pm, so be sure to tune in. For updates and bonus content, you can find us on Instagram at SGMVpodcast. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Have you ever watched Don't Tell the Bride? No. I've never seen Don't Tell the Bride. Right, well, you're missing out big time because... Because... uh, It's basically... The premise of the show is, effectively, there's a couple. They obviously sign up to the show. And they get given, I think it's somewhere between twelve to fourteen thousand um, pounds. And the guy in the show has to plan the whole wedding. And by the whole wedding, I mean the whole wedding. Um, he has to buy the dress. He has to buy. <laughs> he has to sort out the venue. He has to sort out like transport. You know, cake, catering. You know, everything. Um, okay. Which is an interesting premise for a show. I think it's been running since like what two thousand and three. Um, but it's great. It's one of those. Now, I was watching it the other day, and I think this must have been one of the best episodes I've ever watched, because there was this this couple. Okay, there was a guy, and he was he was a gym lad. He he was he was like always in the gym. They always have those openings, um, where you know that you, that exposition behind him, yeah, who the, these um... this couple is. Like okay. the location, location type ones. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, and I think this guy's name was Ben. Um, and it was like Ben is like Ben is a junkie. Um, he he really enjoys <laughs> uh, like going to the gym. He's a, he's a adrenaline guy. He loves getting big. He loves his body. Um, and he's he's getting married to it's like Natasha, who is. Uh, also a gym a gym junkie they they so the big thing was that they both loved the gym um okay and as he was giving pieces to camera he was like bench pressing stuff <laughs> so he's literally like lying down like bench <laughs> pressing like looking over at the camera um in a really kind of scripted cringy way to signify that he in fact does like the gym exactly exactly so that is drilled into you from the start but they always point out rather large things um and one of the biggest parts of this was that his female counterpart and her family were extremely Jewish. They were very, very, very strongly religious. Um, and, you know, religion plays a large part in weddings, doesn't it? Yeah. So you'd think that Ben here, our gym junkie Ben, who we've just met, would at least consider that. When organising a wedding that his soon-to-be wife has no input in. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you must be mistaken. <laughs> he did a whole host of things that you would just not do. And you find yourself sitting there watching the TV and your, your jaw is like getting lower and lower. And you think, what the hell? Because um, it, it's reiterated that, you know, like, um, you know, she's Jewish and there's interviews with her mum. Uh, and her and other other members of her family and her mum's like, oh, uh, we would really love it to be a traditional Jewish wedding, you know, that would really satisfy the older generations in our family because of course all the the grandparents are getting invited. Hmm. So <laughs> I don't I don't know what Jewish wedding traditions really are. Well, but I can imagine that this guy doesn't know that either. 
Well, would you think? You would think that him marrying um, a Jewish girl, he he would have some some knowledge. Yeah, he's um, met the family. He's in touch with that side. Exactly. You'd think. You'd think he, he he'd have some idea. <laughs> well. Yeah. So he goes on. Um, the the first thing he does, in the kind of like that scenario of not understanding what the family would like is organize the wedding to happen on a saturday um now jewish people don't get married on saturdays because it's the day of sabbath i think now i don't know much about judaism but i do know uh from the mum who was giving the the talk about like oh i can't believe he's he's got it on a saturday oh um, mm. literally any other day of the week would have been fine. <laughs> he happened to have organised it. Is it, is it giving out those, those kind of like bake-off cuts where it's like, you know, any day yeah. of the week is fine except for a Saturday and then it's like, so I've chosen to have the wedding on a Saturday. Do you Absolutely. have any kind of like particular reason? Absolutely. The same, the or did he just pick Saturday on a whim? He, did he just well, pick no. it on a whim? Or, like... The reason he picked the Saturday was because of the availability of the location. Now, the location, of course, <laughs> massive part of a wedding. Um, yep. The wonderful thing they do on Don't Tell the Bride is uh, you get these two kind of parallel narratives. You get one camera crew that follow the guy around, <laughs> like, what are you doing now, Ben? Whatever. And then you get the... It's quite sad, actually, because... You see the bride getting her hopes up. She goes to visit her perfect venue. She goes to look at, like, what dress would she pick? You know, the bridesmaid <laughs> dress, all that. Which I think is terrible because they get their hopes up. If it was me, yeah. I wouldn't want well, to be they... going around. I would rather just, like, not look at anything and just do the day. Yeah, uh, I suppose. <laughs> they signed up to the show, though. They know what they're getting into. I guess. So, the location, of course. She goes, well... And being with her mum, she's like, oh, I, I was really hoping to have the wedding in a in a nice traditional, you know, Jewish synagogue. Um, and her mum's there going like, yeah, I think that'd be really great, really great. And then it cuts to the guy and he's like, <laughs> the, the, the narrator's like, so Ben has booked the uh, the wedding venue for the reception to be at the nearest rugby club. <laughs> I was expecting like, like Planet Fitness or something. Yeah, but... yeah, uh, but but he, so he's booked it for this this wedding club. Uh, sorry, this this rugby club. Which for one, they go around and they show it is the dingiest thing ever. It's like grotty, <laughs> it's dirty, um, and the actual, the biggest part about this wedding, which which I don't think I've mentioned yet, is that he wanted it to be hot tub themed. Hot tub wedding. A hot tub wedding. Okay. So, now, sounds mind, very traditional Jewish. This, yeah, it's very, exactly, traditional Jewish. Um, and he was inviting 170 guests, and he wanted, when the bride turned up, them all to be in hot tubs. <laughs> okay? I so, would love, if I, if I was attending, I'd think this is a fantastic idea. Of course, but the, that first thing that you question was, right, well, how many people can I get in a hot tub? And how many hot tubs am I going to need for 170 people? So it's a glorified out... pool party. He exactly. He went out and he bought. I think it was he rented eight actual hot tubs, and eight then he tubs. then he realised that he'd the a running theme, a running theme in the <laughs> in Don't Tell the Bride is the groom running out of money. 
It happens uh, almost every episode. Um, so of course he runs out of like money. Grand. I, he, I don't know how much weddings are. Maybe they're expensive. I assume they are. But... Yeah, they they generally are quite expensive. So he runs out of money. But the the problem is they tend to blow their cash on on stuff um, before the wedding. Um, there was one guy that spent like two and a half grand on his stag do. <laughs> so you know, um, fair enough. But but anyway. So he's he's ordered these hot tubs. If we just recap, he's ordered eight hot tubs, run out of money at this point. Um, so he's also ordered some inflatable pools to go with them so that he can have his 150 guests, 170 guests in those pools. He's booked the venue for a rugby club, whereas she wants a traditional synagogue. Um, and it's on a Saturday, which is the only day that Jews don't get married on. So as you can see, it's, going, it's planning out quite well. And you think, right, this can't get worse, surely. You know, you think, okay, well, maybe everyone's going to look past it and go, oh, they're in love, you know, it's great. He didn't even buy her a wedding dress. <laughs> so how does that, how does that work? Though? Well, he does she turn her... up to, like, the studio on the day? This is the best Oh, part. he's bought a substitute. He's bought yeah. a substitute. Okay. She, she, you know, she goes around, she looks for her in in the shops she's like oh yeah i really like this one i like the lace i like i like the ones with the bit of glitter and sparkles on it great uh the day before the wedding you know she turns up to a lingerie shop to pick up a white swimsuit like top and bottom i knew it was going to be a swimsuit yeah and and her face like like credit to the girl because she was so optimistic about it she was like this is this is really great you know like oh, oh it's really nice um at least at least i look look nice here but her her family members that she's with are absolutely shitting on it like like her mom <laughs> her mom is like i'm so disappointed in him i'm i'm like but she's like smiling through her teeth that are like gritted um <laughs> like she wants to snap this guy's neck natasha whatever her name was she was like she's like it's fine you know i trust him she was clearly really in love with this guy and they what? went on with it Boy, when's the reveal of it being on a Saturday? Because I feel like that's the real, the real kicker here. More than yeah, anything well, else. Well, her mum, that's not even the best part, trust me. It gets revealed, you know, the mum, the mum's disappointed that it's on a Saturday. Um, but I think after the, after the disappointment of there not even being a wedding dress, it's <laughs> semi-okay. I think she could deal with it not being on a Saturday. You know, that's, that's less of a disappointment. <laughs> the right. final, the final, like... <laughs> icing on the cake is the day of the wedding she gets there she she sees it's like uh, ben and uh. natasha's hot tub wedding which is written out in like sharpie on a piece of like a3 card glued to the side <laughs> of the rugby club she gets there uh, i can imagine that she, you can already see her face kind of like drop she's still trying to smile it out though she walks along the aisle which is laid out with a slip and slide gets to the end of the hot tub that uh, walks through the hot tubs gets to the end where the, the guy that's marrying them is sat in a hot tub ben <laughs> goes oh let's get in the hot tub and we'll get married and she says i can't i'm allergic to chlorine <laughs> <laughs> and, he's what like, an oversight. and she's like and, he, and the guy's like oh um i i must have i must have forgotten about that just been walking around those like that hot tub shop, looking at you know the ones all the jets and stuff, and thinking, am I forgetting something? I'm well, it's in the back of his mind, you know. It's the Bake Off thing we talked about. It's the Bake Off thing we talked about because <laughs> as soon as she revealed that 
that it was a swimsuit for her wedding dress. She was like, oh, I hope there's no chlorine because, you know, like, it's really bad uh-huh. for my skin. I, I can't deal with it. And then it cuts to him, like, pouring, like, an entire, like, tub of chlorine into each hot tub. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we need some more scoops in those guys because uh, they're going to be full of people. <laughs> so... I think the TV show itself invites the, like, absurd wedding concept, though. Definitely. Like, Definitely. If, you, if you, you know, if you're just having your wedding normally, like everyone else does, you're probably not going to have a hot tub on it. Although I suppose the wife would have some input there. And he'd go, <laughs> how about a hot tub wedding? And she'd go, oh, I'm allergic to chlorine. And that'd be the end of it. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, <laughs> it seems to smiled a little bit, this one. It was, it was... You know, usually they they end up um, getting married at the end, and irrelevant of what's kind of gone wrong or what she hates about it, they're both blinded by love and they get married because they've been apart for two weeks or whatever. Um, this one, <laughs> she was standing; they were both standing there at the end, and they were. He was looking like semi, um, you know, upset that not that his wedding has gone wrong, but that she basically hadn't got in the hot tub, and she, and, yeah. and she was just standing there looking absolutely mortified that this was her wedding. She had great plans for a lovely synagogue, and now she's standing in a rugby field, surrounded by eighteen to twenty hot tubs. Three of which, like, well, like thirty <sighs> percent of them weren't even warm because he couldn't get a generator to power the water, so people didn't even go in those. Have you seen many other episodes of this? Does like the hot tub instinct take over many people? Absolutely. They, just, the, the they g- go for their one <sighs> desire. It is, it is. This guy wanted, you know, the the general gist of stuff is the the females want the standard kind of either want to get married in a, a church or a nice country house or, you know, something that is generally quite nice. Um, I'd agree, to be honest. <laughs> and then it's like daring man Darren has booked a pigsty for his... <laughs> you know, big day, and he's like, they're getting married on a farm, and the bride is turning up in Wellington boots. Like, yeah, well, she, and she's going absolutely sick in the car. Um, the other the other day, some guy got picked up by a <laughs> Mister B. Your wedding dress and this welly sweat. Yeah, and and this this girl got picked up by Mister a Mister Bean impersonator. <laughs> that would be the worst. That would be the worst. Like what? Anything like I... a hot tub wedding could not compare to the second-hand embarrassment you would feel from that. <laughs> <laughs> of just him talking that weird Mr. Bean accent, like, oh, I know it's your big day or whatever. And it's, oh, oh. Exactly, exactly. Um, could not it... handle that. How could you go on that show? <laughs> I, I, I could go on that show for, like, a laugh. Yeah. You could definitely say to your partner, like, let's just, let's just go on it. I promise it'll be okay. You know, I know what you like. It'll be fine. That's so but... funny. <laughs> well, in another these one... People, these people are going on that show, obviously, because there's only one way that they can get this, like, <laughs> absurd-themed wedding that they couldn't get with the wife's consent. So they're like, oh, no, I'm not going crazy. I don't have any kind of, like, undiscovered urge to have a hot tub-themed wedding at all. It's going to be fantastic. You just, you know... <laughs> Trust me on this. And she's like, yeah, I love you, of course. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> a lot, yeah. <laughs> well, the other, the other day I watched one. Um, and like I said before, there was a guy that blew like two, two and a half grand 
on his stag do where he basically hired like two camper vans took all his mates and drove around europe in, in like four days to get absolutely hammered but right. on the way around they they get they get an interview the poor camera crews had to go with them and and they do like an interview and it's like yeah we spent more money um than we thought we would on on things like booze and and um fuel and then it's like and then it gets to the end of the trip when they're returning the camper vans and they've like smashed up the side of the camper van. It's like, yeah, so so we've had to pay for repairs in the camper vans as well. And at this point of their like 12 grand budget, they spent like 5k on, on their stack do. <laughs> and, and then they're having to like obviously down the line when, when the bride doesn't like something, when like, because the, the bridesmaids find out that what they're wearing and they tell the bride the bride they're like well this is our thing and the bride's like oh do you think we can maybe change them for something else so they ring the the groom and it's like uh, have you got any contingency for like these shitty bridesmaid dresses no one likes and he's like oh uh, no nah, i'm kind yeah. of out of money and they're like what the hell have you spent the money on and the guy's like oh you know <laughs> the venue because <laughs> <laughs> it got to the end it got to the end of the episode and he's like the guy's like yeah i spent loads of money on the stag do and she's like what like while they're literally in the car getting on the way to getting married and she's like and she's like what how much did you spend he's like oh like five grand and, and her, <laughs> face, her face just drops she's like so this is why i'm getting married in a shithole because <laughs> he's got a four-day bender look at that he's taking the, <laughs> taking the money from the show and <laughs> you know i'm speechless like you have to have some real acceptance and trust to go on that and you have to be sure that the per- person you're marrying is not this I don't know, just not got any of these like weird ideas in place. Although I suppose you never know, because they'd never tell you. <sighs> I can't believe that. Did you get a PS5? Did I get a PS5? Did you? Uh potentially. Right, let's go with yes. Let's well... go with... <laughs> <get> with yes. <laughs> well, I I didn't really try, so I didn't. However, it looks as though <laughs> not many people did get one. No, um, but I'm, I assume you're referring to Twitter. Yes, I'm ah. referring. To, I'm of course <laughs> referring to PS5's release date, the nineteenth of November, um, and just absolute chaos ensuing around oh like buying gosh. this thing. I've never seen such like. You know, such a mainstream product have such an insane like launch. Yeah. What have, would... you, what have you seen from it? Because I've seen well, some stuff. So, I was up at previous night. Um, the first thing that kind of consumed Twitter um, was the the release times for when stock was coming in. Oh. Um, yeah, that that was massive, and a lot of it was wrong. Um, so like, I, <laughs> a lot of I people remember... were just saying stuff that was completely false. I would Absolutely. argue, <laughs> like Absolutely. the midnight release. Yeah, that never happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember. Lot... Up we we were up, oh, usually up quite late. To be fair, yeah, so, we yeah, were up, up anyway. Midnight. Sitting there at midnight, nothing happens. Like, okay, fine. Yeah. Because then the tweets start coming through. It's like, oh, game is open. Game stocks up at 8 a.m. Uh, John Lewis stocks up at 8 a.m. Tesco at 9. Amazon at 12. It's like, yeah. okay, great. Great. Got the dates in the diary. Got you were counting down to midnight. You're a clown. <laughs> Even played by the system. So 
the sh the shops like released their times, didn't they? And usually it was like opening times. The shops would have like nine a.m. Yeah, most places. It's quite early, quite early. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> to run through some of like the bigger retailers that were selling it, game, game, they said nine a.m. <laughs> At eleven twenty one, they tweeted, "Our nine a.m. release window is delayed." <laughs> Two hours. 20 minutes after. Like, yeah, and I'm pretty sure one of the replies was something like, yeah, th thanks for the, uh, thanks for notifying us that the, um, the release has been delayed two and a half hours after it was supposed to happen. That is insane. Curry because... said it was going to be eight. Yeah. Pushed it back to thing. nine, pushed it back to the middle of the day, and then said, ha not today. Just kidding. And then said, we're not <laughs> releasing them today at all. That was so funny. Because I remember sitting there, I must have got up at 7.30, just to be there for 8, because I'm, I wasn't absolutely dying to get one, but I was actually quite interested in t to see the volume of people that were. Yeah, um, so if I could get one, sides. great. Yeah, if I could get one, great, cool, because I do want one at some point. Um, but, oh my gosh, I, I was on Twitter, I think I must have had about three tabs open. You know, I'm trying to open game. I'm trying to open um, like Smith's toys. I'm trying to open Curry's. Um, and the, the the quite surreal thing is that they're fine. Like the websites are absolutely fine up until precisely 8 a.m. <laughs> you hit the refresh button, everything goes down. The sirens in the distance. Suddenly, you're like computers on fire. Yeah, uh, and and it's like you're in a queue of nine thousand people. It's like, oh my yeah. god, uh, what am I what am I gonna do? Um, the website, uh... the website's got really slow. They got really really slow at midnight when everyone went on them to check if it was coming out. That's like the clown yeah. hours. Yeah, and everyone that believed the midnight release. <laughs> and then at eight a.m., game just completely crashed. It yeah. it completely crashed. Well, the thing was, they they crash at nine a.m. And the thing that kind of like pushed this barrage of Twitter chaos just into into crazy, <laughs> crazy, like, what you'd expect in, like, I don't know, some kind of zombie film where people go looting. It's funny. The whole thing with game, game specifically, is really funny. Because obviously they they didn't tweet anything until half eleven in the morning saying that the release is delayed. And then the next thing they tweeted was, um, I've got it here, it just says, PS5 stock update. Thank you to everyone that managed to order a PS5 today. Unfortunately, we are out of stock. So, <laughs> well, yeah. People are very mad. Oh, people well, in the comments obviously. Of course, game game goes down in the morning, and they go right. We we can't do what Curry's done, which is just kind of throw in the towel and go home. Um, <laughs> they were like, right, we'll 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 do a like a scheduled release later. So they. I guess they change up their website a little bit real quick. They get their IT dudes, IT dudes in. You know, do this for us. Great. Good on them. Um, you get put into a queue, <laughs> and it's like, your wait time is over an hour. And you think, okay, because it was pretty well done. You know, it said, you know, wait in the queue. When it's your turn, you'll get 30 minutes to complete your purchase. Bish, bash, bosh, PlayStation 5. You know, sounds easy, doesn't it? <laughs> the you thing was, so. you'd wait in the queue, and, you know, I think I got, I got down to, it must have been 30 minutes remaining or so. At this point, there is a little message underneath, and it's not, it is not very clear. The message is, is like the fine print on a document, and it goes, we're out of stock. 
Um, sorry. <laughs> um, and the number of people that obviously didn't see that and still sat in the queue, and then continued to add to the barrage on Twitter of complaints was That's incredible. Because people would slowly be seeing the message, leaving the website. So the queue, the people that are still in the queue would think they're like moving forward faster. Yeah. Just to get there and see it just not be there. It's, it's... You gotta... You're really sympathise <sighs> with people a little bit. The the other thing that happened um, was people copying like seven PlayStation 5s and then going and like reselling them instantly for like triple the price <laughs> on eBay, you know? And and the sad th the, the really sad thing is that people will have actually bought those and people will have gone out and paid through the nose like and and we're talking upwards of thousands of pounds. To, yeah. to buy a console that if you would probably just wait a bit longer, maybe a couple of days, couple of weeks, the 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 rush would end and you can probably get one much easier. But no, yeah. people are paying through the nose, upwards of eight hundred to a thousand dollars, I guess, um for a for a games console, which is valued at four hundred to five hundred quid. Crazy. It is just I just can't believe people would buy them for that much. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter also... <laughs> people really want to play Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot of people on Twitter tweeting what, I'm, what I think are like fake giveaways. Because oh my god, yeah. Hundreds yeah, yeah. of pe Loads of people tweeted out like, just bought, just copped two PS5s and I'm giving away one. Retweet for a chance to win it. But I saw like five of these tweets in a row that all had the same picture of the yeah. two PS5s that had been bought. I know Curry's decided to just, I think they just cancelled all of the orders that did go they, through before it crashed. Yeah, they abandoned <laughs> ship. They really got out of there. That must be soul destroying. Yeah, to think that you've got it. And then Curry's just like, sorry, sorry to everyone. They must have said something like that. Like, sorry to everyone that's got it. Um, Not anymore. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we've cancelled your order. Not many people got one, I guess. Yeah, I think I think I saw the poll. It was like seventy percent of people didn't get one, and and about twenty twenty nine percent of people did. It was it was ridiculous. Um, Ugh, I just um, I can't believe it's been like that. I don't know if it was like that for the Xbox because I didn't try and get one, but. I'm not sure it was. I don't think it was as crazy because I remember speaking to someone about it and them saying like, oh, the Xbox didn't have this like website crashing phenomenon. Like I think they just sold out. Yeah, but, just sold know, out in a regular way. It's 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 mental. I mean, if if you're listening now and you managed to get a PlayStation 5, let us know about your experience because it's it's crazy. Like, did you did you have like ten screens open? Did you have like your entire extended family round to to try and buy one? So yeah, get everyone. Please DM us. Let us know on Instagram. Yeah, so, SGMV podcast. That's the one. Please let yeah. us know because this stuff's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, speaking of Twitter, right? I don't know if you've got the new Twitter update, but they've <laughs> they've added something called fleets, right? Not seen it. Which which are they come up at the top um, when you when you just go on like the regular feed. They're essentially stories, like Snapchat, oh, no. Instagram, another. I think Facebook have them as well. Another platform. Uh, yeah. Stealing stories. <laughs> They're called fleets, 
And I saw it come up today when I went on it. And it had like this what's new on Twitter little circle at the top. And it it was just going through them and it's like, what can you do with fleets? And it was like, share a fleeting thought, you can take a picture, add text, share music. And it takes me, you know, all of two seconds to come on to these are stories. <laughs> yeah, this is these are rebranded like concept. Platform, yeah. So obviously people are tweeting out all that sort of stuff like Excel again stories now. Microsoft like <laughs> <that>. Word. <laughs> yeah. See what spreadsheets your friends are making, I guess. That's crazy. I just thought that was I thought it was so funny that you can now post the same thing that you're doing with your day on five different platforms. Wonderful. Like, or at That's least four. Just so everybody can know. Everybody can finally know my story that I have been unable to get myself a PlayStation 5. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. If you, if you use Twitter, if you only use Twitter and you think, God, I, I sure wish I could post something that was only up there for 24 hours that all my friends could see and then it would disappear. But I'm not by, I'm not downloading Instagram, Snapchat or Facebook. There's your answer. Look no further. Jack Dorsey's come up with the genius idea of fleets. I completely... <laughs> Fleets, they're called. I think. I bet. I bet they spent more time on the name than yeah the actual concept of the thing. I I suppose ninety percent of the board meeting was like, how do we get a name that is a, a single syllable long and rhymes with tweets? They just went through the alphabet. It's only twenty six letters. Come on. Yeah, they got they got so fleets is in like fleeting because it doesn't last forever. Hmm. Very, very well. innovative. Well, there you go. Twitter has has obviously uh, gone crazy in numerous ways in the past few days. Yeah. The guy that invented stories at Snapchat is kicking himself for not copywriting those things. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a question for you. What do you think is the most toxic social media platform out there right now? The most like, toxic. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff which you go on, I probably receive the worst treatment from other people on there. Because <laughs> I think I this is a whole conversation based on like who you are and how old you are as well. It probably differs a whole lot depending on which social media. Because I think I would say that each one is really good at being toxic for a different thing. Oh, okay. Because I thought that like that. Well. Instagram, first and foremost, is like notorious for its like. I, I would say when when you're in school and you have your like PSHCE things about like online safety and anti-bullying, there's always yeah. a section about like a girl <laughs> like someone posts an Instagram post and she everyone says really nice things, but one person in the comments says she's got elephant ears or something like that, <laughs> and she goes and she, like cries about it. I, yeah. I watched um. There's a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, and that was pretty much the example they used for Instagram. It's like a bullying thing. You always hear that. Um, so like, there's always that. Instagram is the re- is like the sort of visual appearance bullying. Now that I think about it, maybe, maybe it is Instagram, just because it's like it's like shallow. I would say it's just straight up like teasing and bullying on that. Whereas the other social media is. Seem to surround the bullying with like jokes most of the time, or like surround. It's more like jokey teasing, one of the things. Jokey banter. Yeah. But I think Instagram is pretty, just can be like nasty. I would say. Yeah. Especially okay, well, in that environment. If it's like a secondary school environment, 
Yeah, the only reason I bring it up was because obviously recently anyone who is uh, <laughs> aware well, but... of a certain person called Charlie D'Amelio, you know, the D'Amelio family, you probably heard the name, if you don't know, not great loss, but... D'Amelio. Anyway, retweet her, Charlie D'Amelio falls under 99 million followers, <laughs> unlucky, effectively losing close to 500,000 followers in the past few hours. Oh. Now... If this was a room of people, I go. Does anybody know why? Um, but no. Sam, do you me. know why? Oh, I do know. I do know why. I, I do know why she's lost the followers. Enlighten us. <laughs> it's because the Demilio's posted this YouTube video where they're all sat down having dinner. James Charles is there as well. I don't know why, but he's there too. And they have a personal chef, and he cooks them like snails. I guess it's called escargot. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the D'Amelio sisters are, like, throwing up and, like, making these faces at the, sn- at the snails and saying they look disgusting. Been really rude to this cook. Um, I don't know. Charlie was, like, complaining that she's not at 100 million followers or something like that. <laughs> so I guess the, the thing is... <laughs> people thought she was being like, dead ungrateful. People, people thought she was being ungrateful about the whole, like... She's not happy with having like 95 million followers or whatever she's it's got. Not enough. And then the oh. thing about the chef, I think was kind of rude. And especially, like, they were being pretty rude. But good old James Charles was being super nice. He's been really yeah. nice. He, he just, because the, the difference for me, like, I don't know, uh, James Charles, he was saying, like, uh, I've tried the snails. I'm not, you know, he was like, I'm not really a big fan of them. But he was like saying, I can appreciate that they are a delicacy, but it's not for me. And then, the other two are just that's, like I think that's fair enough. pretending that's, to be sick and stuff like that. That's a nice like, oh, way to go about that? isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, James Charles got my respect. The thing that interested me, actually, wasn't necessarily the comments that she made, because I think she got um, a large enough berating on uh, uh, Twitter and TikTok and all that. Yeah, she her, really did. From her billion followers, whatever she has. But <laughs> the thing that interested me... <laughs> was the way she dealt with it, which was rather than you know doing what well, what would she do, Sam? You know, if you made a comment or or done something that at the time seemed funny or entertaining, and now you look back at it and you think it probably wasn't a good idea. What what would you do? I think I'd still have to apologise to some extent, maybe. I don't I don't really know. I know that what she did was start on Instagram Live or go live on TikTok or something like that and just cry. <laughs> See, that's crazy. Because I think that, I as, as a follower, I think that would piss me off more. You know, rather than someone just coming out and saying, look, sorry, um, <clears throat> the things we said weren't great. It, it was, it was, you know, it was wrong of us. And, and we apologize to, you know, you guys and also the the chef, whatever his name was. But going onto Instagram Live and crying to two hundred and sixty-seven thousand people watching, I don't think that's just... the way to go about it. Nor would get any good press. I didn't know you were so involved in straight TikTok beef. It's not. Actually... It's, it's not the TikTok beef, to... <laughs> really. It's more the principle of going online and crying about it, as opposed to just being like, you know what, I was wrong. I would actually like to defend Charlie's response. Nice, good. Uh, because the thing she was crying about wasn't the fact that she'd lost half a million followers. The thing she was crying about is that she got loads of death threats as a result of this video. 
That is very true. And at the end of the day, she is only like sixteen or whatever. Yeah. And like, like, I, if she was just crying about like a negative response to a video, or if she was crying about losing a load of followers, I would, I would say like, mm -mm. is that just what? But she was getting loads of death threats and things, and really nasty comments, which comes back to you talking about like toxic social media. It's like teasing and making fun of people. Guess, you, know? yeah. you see that, and to an extent, you can pass that sort of stuff off. But when it gets to things like death threats, that I don't know, even if someone doesn't mean it. A death threat is a death threat. Yeah. A death threat is a death threat, yeah. Uh, you know, well then you got a question that the people following her. It's like, you're going to give someone a death threat over snails? Yeah. Death by snails. Death for snails. I think what separates this from regular, you know, TikTok teasing and like, you know, jo jokingly, mm. jokingly taking the piss out of people. Because people make fun of the other people on TikTok. All the time. I think usually I think it's just light-hearted stuff. Yeah, people will always make fun of other people. That's yeah, life. <laughs> but there seems... Charlie D'Amelio seems to have received, like, this... I don't know, like... Really horrible... Messages and things. Like, it's what do mad. you think um, the answer is to your question? <laughs> what? Is Which it, is as most in, toxic? Like... But... Well, personally, I think the most... Um... <laughs> I think the most toxic, toxic platform I've used is Xbox, Xbox Live. Xbox, Xbox Live. is so, it's so bad. It's so bad. The number of messages that you just get out of nowhere from strangers who have the audacity <laughs> to send you paragraph after paragraph. It's not really it's not awful. The, it's things. not the paragraphs that make me laugh. It's the people that like. I assume because they can't be bothered to type stuff out using Xbox is really janky like typing. <laughs> so they just have to they just have to concentrate all of their anger and everything they want to say into like eight characters. Or like, <laughs> it's like, like one you swear word. Like you finish the oh, game yeah. and this guy is thinking like, I have to tell this guy that he was terrible and he caused our caused our game. Because the team to lose the game, and all that he can translate it is to call you a gay dishwasher. <laughs> Literally, I get I get a message. It was about two years ago now. I get a message. It's like a message from Fiery Scorpion. All right, so I know this guy's about eight or whatever. I don't know. He's he's got parental like supervision on his on his profile. <laughs> anyway, we we finished playing this game. Whatever. I get a message to him. Like oh, this guy sent me a message. I read it, and he calls me something like you gay dishwasher. I hope you die in a fire. That's <laughs> crazy. Oh my gosh. The, 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 the way that people like have no filter on that, I think that's what sets games console <laughs> social platforms aside from a lot of other things is the reality of Instagram is you know, you, the, the people on your Instagram, you probably know 90% of them. Yeah. Whereas, and the people you don't know aren't going to just yeah. jump into your like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Whereas on on a on a games console social platform, the you know the reality of you bumping into the same person twice is pretty low, so they can get away with saying whatever the hell they want to you. And you know, obviously, there's report features and stuff like that. I don't tend to report people because you know I, I don't like unless I'm reporting someone for a joke. But like, I. <sighs> I get that people like are venting anger because it's it's just a 
you know, they might they might be having a really terrible time at home. So if if this guy wants to tell me to die in a fire, whatever, you know, let him get let him get off his chest. Maybe that's what he needed. So, but yeah, Microsoft do <laughs> act on the reports though. If you if if you've said something bad in a message, uh, and you get reported, like you you will get banned. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Not naming any names. You know who you are. <laughs> you know, you know who. Take a good are. long look at yourself, you? and think that you are a part of that toxic community. You know that making making the world a little worse place. So yeah, bit by bit, account by message by message, game message by, game. by message. Yeah, <laughs> FIFA loss by FIFA loss. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what game you lose. It's gonna to be toxic people, you know. Yeah. You play Minecraft, you're probably gonna get a message. You play Animal yeah. Crossing, you're probably gonna get yeah. a message. You're playing a single player game. Who knows? <laughs> you get a message. <laughs> you get messages off the bots, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So to answer your question, I don't think there is a specific like, don't use this platform. It'll get you, you know, killed or whatever. Apart from like Christmas but if there or something. Is. But if uh, there is. It's Xbox Live. Yeah. <laughs> so the the moral of the story is really, if you want to avoid any kind of, you know, horrific circumstances in terms of verbal abuse, <laughs> um, so don't buy an Xbox. Don't buy a games console. <laughs> yeah. The people on these things. It's it's crazy, you know. That they're, they're designed to have fun. You get on. Suddenly, you've got a layer twelve-year-olds calling you swear words and other not very nice yeah. names. You just had a long day at work or or uni or whatever. You're tired out. You just come home for a couple of games of whatever, and you lose. And you think, oh well, on to the next one. No, no. And you get a message in there from some kid that's been on it for twelve hours a day. Absolutely. He's got nothing better to do in lockdown or whatever. He's on there twelve hours a day, and he. You've just caused him to lose game, and he's absolutely fuming with you. That's, that's crazy. He's livid. He's punching holes in his wall. He's literally smashing his yeah. controller up. You won't get that you, anywhere else. You, a civil member of society who works a 9-to-5 job to aid the economy, has come back for a little bit of escapism to leave the working world yeah. only to be greeted. But because Daniel, you're not sitting 13 year old. there. Yeah, you're not sitting there in your gaming chat trying your absolute hardest. You're getting berated like that. There is there's no other platform where you can inadvertently ruin someone's day to the same extent of underperforming in a game. You know, you underperform at your job. You know, you might get pulled over, you go, Look man, um you've been slipping recently, it's it's you know, we wanna help you because we love you, we wanna keep you here. Um, and you're like, oh, great, thanks, Gary. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm really glad you pulled me over because I can start to work harder. Now, there's no sense of no sense of constructive criticism whatsoever. All you do no. is you just get a hateful message with like a, oh, you're you're trash. I hate you. Die. Go away. Um, you know, delete your account. Uninstall every game you have. Smash your Xbox yeah. off and don't ever come back. You're worthless. Yep. And what are you supposed to do to that? What are you supposed to say? Well, dealing with toxicity, guys, that's probably a story for another day, I guess, but just just don't don't engage it. Don't entertain the person doing it. It's not worth it. it 
unless you unless you really are right <laughs> unless unless you are really passionate about this point that they've pointed out um don't engage it don't entertain it just move on with your day don't even read it if you have to um but yeah <laughs> so in terms of toxic platforms there you go Next really is down to the user <laughs> but yeah <laughs> i guess we'll sign it off as xbox live <laughs> yeah I, I can i can vouch for that well, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you really did enjoy it and you really think someone else might, please feel free to share it. Don't forget, if you're really looking to follow us and keep updated with what we're doing and maybe check out some extra bonus content, make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at SGMV Podcast. I guess then it's bye from me. Yeah, bye from both of us. Thank you for listening. Have a spectacular rest of the day.